Get ready for a transformation. But in this kingdom, we start growing. We are replacing those carnal thoughts with the word of God. Our minds are renewed to the word of God. At that time, glory, glory, glory. So when we are speaking, we are speaking from knowledge. Or you wake up and say, Hey, bonga fish, angari. Glory to God. I took it in the dream. I will never take it in life. In the name of Jesus. Say, I'll never be poor. Ah! Jesus Christ. Pay attention to everything I'm going to show you. Another life-changing moment with Apostle Peters. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor it's my year of shining. Darling, this is Supernatural Kingdom Church. And it's my year of... You really mean it is my year of... Tell the person, say... The whole world is blessed to have me. Tell the person my spouse is blessed to have me. Praise the Lord. It's testimony time. It's testimony time and we have some people who have signified that they have testimonies. So I would love to call on Minister Melvina why she comes to share testimony. And after that, Pastor Dio, please get ready. Praise the Lord. Put your hands together for Jesus as she comes out. Praise the Lord. Shout hallelujah! God is awesome. This testimony, I'll, I'll be giving it on behalf of SKT. I want to bless God for what we experienced yesterday. I mean, I want to really appreciate God for what He's doing in SKT. Um, yesterday, during the word, everything, I was so blessed. And even while I was walking home, Someone that was invited for the first time, she just kept, she just kept saying, "I'm supposed to say, I'm supposed to say this." She was so filled with joy, and I was just like, "God, so this is how you reveal yourself to people. This is how you you change people." Like throughout the journey, I could not even say anything. I was just like, "Yeah, ah, you're right, you're right." You're, she was just talking all through. Like I was so blessed. I was so this and and I'm grateful to God because of God is doing this. He's really changing life. He's really changing life, and even me. On, on that day, I thank God because although I didn't fall under the power like many other people, but I know God did it for everything. To see the mighty things He did in our midst, like to see power, like I've read about it, I've, I've, I've watched videos, but I've never witnessed, I've never been present at such atmosphere before. And I and I was there yesterday and I experienced this yesterday. And I'm giving God glory because this very thing that I've read about, this very thing that I've seen in SKC is to replicate in my life. I will also flow power. I was really, really blessed and I give God glory for that. Praise the Lord. Can you just wave your hands to Jesus and appreciate him for the mighty works he did in our midst yesterday. May his name be praised forever. Pastor Kyle, please come forward. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, yesterday's meeting, the, the first day of three days of revelation and power, the, the, the way it eats me, I, I don't believe that I have recovered even now. And I'm here for the second day. You see, there's a way the word comes out with power and revelation. And it, it sits into your spirit. It just begins to make you act it out without restraint. It just makes you begin to act it out without restraint. You just discover that you're already walking the world. That's exactly what happened through the word that came out yesterday. I discovered that he has entered my spirit. He has entered my spirit. It's my, it's my, it's my default uh, uh, 
orientation now. So I, I want to bless the name of the Lord for what I, uh, God did through Apostle Victor Peters yesterday in the first day of uh, three days of revelation and power. And it has heightened my expectation, even this second day and the third day. And I want to encourage everyone too that you open your heart to receive God. This is no ordinary meeting at all. I tell you, it's no ordinary meeting. Glory to the name of the living. If this is no ordinary meeting, we give the Lord a big shout of hallelujah. Well, I would like to share my testimony. I wasn't in this service per se yesterday, but this morning I made sure I listened to the message, and it was just as if when I was in the service, I started from the very part where the service started yesterday, and getting to the word, I was so so blessed by the word and the spirit ministration, the way it happened here was the same way I experienced. In fact, those, that was part of the reason I didn't go to work today. I said, I want to give myself. I don't want to miss the first day and start from the second day. And everything that happened there replicated itself in my life today when I was listening to the message. So I want to bless the name of the Lord because the anointing upon those messages are always there. There is no way you listen to those messages and the spirit ministration and not get blessed. So I give God praise for the work he did through his servants in this place yesterday and greater works because apostle used to say something that not two meetings are the same because greater than what we experienced yesterday is what we're going to experience today in the name of jesus i give god all the praise minister family please come forward to share your testimony put your hands together for jesus I just want to thank God concerning yesterday's meeting. Uh, ever since I've been in this case now for the past uh, two years now, yeah. I don't think I've ever felt, there's the way I felt yesterday, like there's this surge in my spirit. Like, even when Apostle was saying uh, they should carry this book uh, with that, I, I didn't even know, like, I was, I felt an under the spirit, like, I don't know what was happening. I was just, I know I didn't get myself throughout that yesterday. Even when I woke up this morning, I was like, wow, this meeting was one of, that's the best meeting I've ever entered in my life. It was the greatest meeting that has really changed my spiritual life. I experienced that yesterday. And today, I'm looking forward to receive more to this meeting. Hallelujah. Where you are just, the only person that could have done all of this is the Holy Spirit. Where you are just lift your hands to Him and appreciate Him. Thank Him for all He did yesterday. Thank Him for the Word. Thank Him for just ministration of the Spirit. Thank Him for those words that He spoke to your spirit yesterday. Thank Him because you never recover from these meetings. Thank Him because you always have cause to make reference to these meetings. Father, we appreciate you. Of the living God, you honor you. Thank you, Lord, for all that you did in our midst. For all you've done, we give you all the praise. In the name of Jesus, you are wonderful. Oh, we call you Yahweh. We call you ancient of days. The spirit of the living God, we celebrate you. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have given thanks. Put your hands together for Jesus.
I remember telling you yesterday, and of course I'm saying it again. You don't have any issue with the power. The power is available, abundantly available. The word is available. If there is any issue at all, is not on God's side. It's usually from the man's side. So make sure the issue is not from your hands, so that you can receive abundantly. And you ready for this? Well, now shout hallelujah! I want you to sit down. By the way, those were beautiful testimonies from yesterday's um, meeting. But can someone else, can someone else who was not permitted to share his testimony, can someone else come and share testimony from yesterday's meeting? Okay, you come. All right, you. <laughs> okay, I'll reserve the other three for tomorrow. All right, quickly, let's have the mic for them. the lord um yesterday during the world um, when i was uh, when i was sitting right there um it was i i could feel in my spirit like i was being imparted like something was being dropped into my spirit like it was as if it was as if, it was as if I was, my heart was open then something heavy was dropped into my car yeah it was so so i i felt like the pain it was so so it was so, so it was so so deep wow 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 the lord has opened your spirits Glory to God. Wow. More understanding to study. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. I really thank God for yesterday's meeting. Because I've like I've been seeing this thing on phone, maybe when I watch it in YouTube and all those things. But to see it with my eyes yesterday, I, let me just say that's that was my first time of seeing God moving in a diverse way and it's really it's not about seeing it but it is what I experienced yesterday to the extent that from that night yesterday night to today I'll be experiencing this power for me like that sometimes I'll just feel like my hands wow. they'll just be out I mean I'll be vibrating sometimes I don't just <laughs> I don't even know how I can just describe this thing. I really thank God, especially if I want to be just for my spiritual growth. I thank God. 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 I've never seen God moving like this before. That was my first time of seeing your eyes. And all those experiences that Apostle said yesterday released me. I go to my house to be meditating on it. Ah, is this thing possible? Like, like my experience of that. Maybe I think maybe this is just for what say. Maybe they just be inside the Bible. But he said about his own. How he was lifted. I can't forget this word. Yeah, forever and ever. <laughs> so, I really thank God for this. Somebody say hallelujah. Let me thank the Lord for that.
so real. God is so real. That's why it's always good to experience it. That's the reason for three days of revelation and power. Revelation and power. So we don't just talk, we demonstrate it. If we only talk, then <laughs> you may not believe it. You understand? Okay, you wanted to yes, come and say something. Yep. So some of you seem to be ready, 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 ready. Because the Praise presence the of God Jesus. is already strong. Yeah. Um, I want to bless the name of the Lord. Um, first off, concerning the word that came tomorrow, uh, yesterday, because I see if I had not received something like that before. Like the word was, it was like um, Brother Manuel said, it was heavy. It came upon my spirit. It was so heavy. And concerning the move of the Spirit, I must confess that I had not experienced something like that in my life. I had not experienced something like. The, my whole body was it was as if the Holy Spirit took over my whole body. I, I, though I was I was um, sensitive to the Spirit, but it, I, I had no experience something like that. And um, the Holy Spirit told me when I was under the influence of the Holy Spirit that He's going to do something that I have not experienced before. And I discovered that when I was on the ground, my hand chain, my hand chain is always very tight. And when I opened my eyes, I saw that it was not on my hand again. Something that was very, even if I want to remove it, it was always very tight. But I discovered that it was not as if I was struggling to for it to remove. But I discovered that it thing fell off right, by itself. The spirit of God was all over me. I, I, I couldn't hold my body. I couldn't hold myself. So I give God all the glory. And concerning what uh, uh, visions upon visions, visions upon vision, I have been experiencing that. Wow. So I give God all the glory. Yeah. And that thing falling off was was symbolic. Glory to God. Wow. Alright. So By the way, while I was seated down there, while I was seated there, the Lord told me something he didn't tell me before. Can you imagine? He told me, he said, some of them will go with gifts of the Spirit. So some of you, some gifts will be activated in you today. You see, there might be times that you, you were struggling to get a gift. But if you open yourself tonight, it will just boom, it will just be activated. Alright, now let's let's go right into the world. Tomorrow we'll take testimonies of others. Glory, 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 glory. Remember we started talking about the real Superman, you remember? Okay, and what did we say? We said several things, so some of you are wondering, okay, which one of them? <laughs> okay, we're talking the real Superman. This is the God's man. Alright? And we're going to continue in that direction today. Let me see how I can quickly touch some of the things we said yesterday. Okay? And then continue from there. Alright? I remember telling you about how God made us the real Superman. If you're born again, you're a real Superman. And also, the things that he did that he made available for us to be the real superman. There are three of them. The first one is the spirit. His spirit. That's the Holy Ghost. He made his spirit available so that we can function as a real superman in this world. The second thing is authority. And then the third one is his life. Okay. All right. Now. Uh, we said the Spirit of God 
which he has made available to us makes us unlimited and so we started discussing about the spirit of god and now he has made us unlimited okay the authority of god given to us of him makes us unbeatable and that's where we're going to pick up from today and then the life of god in this new man the superman makes him what death free <sighs> a lot of things to communicate and i'm wondering how we'll cover it in the remaining two days but we'll try okay all right now so uh that was where we got to and we pointed out how the old testament is the shadow of the new and we looked at some men that the holy ghost acted upon their lives and how they produce the supernatural by the help of the holy spirit and that same holy spirit is the one that dwells in us today and so we came over into the new testament and we talked about jesus jesus is our prophet example and how he functioned in the supernatural and remember we talked about the transportation of the spirit remember that yep we talked about the transportation of the spirit and uh, in the book of luke let me point out something to you from the book of luke the 24th chapter from the 36th verse okay and as they thus spake jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them peace be unto you remember this was after jesus had died at this time he had resurrected so the disciples had locked themselves in for fear the bible says for the fear of the jews okay because their ogres died now so they're thinking these jews are coming for us now so they locked themselves in the doors were shut. we read from john's account yesterday that the doors were shut, and yet jesus came in meaning that he appeared now from what we've been taught only ghosts or spirits can appear if you do appear or disappear is that you're a ghost or spirit or you have some witch power you have some black magic or something to get that okay you see isn't it painful how people give so much glory to the powers of witch doctors and witches and wizards when certain things happen these witches and wizards are the only ones that can make this happen so when you say a child of god or you say a christian they, 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 they say oh, for what uh -uh. is this some juju you see but god is greater than all powers that's what the bible reveals the bible says jesus is the head of all principalities and powers so what is it that the devil want to show that god does not have more abundantly the bible reveals that he made the powers you see that but it's because christians themselves have not been well taught when something like that is happening you are in a place and then you disappear to another place you disappear and then you reappear somewhere else okay they don't think of god they don't think of god when they see such they don't no matter how much you carry the bible they say ah so now you have some you've been deceiving us with this bible because they think it's only the witches and the wizards 
that could do that is a shame. And it's also painful how we profess to believe so much in God, but we deny His power. And so I made up my mind, since I'm this kind of person that loves power, so I made up my mind to find out um, the power reserved for me. You know, some of the best films that I love to watch, when I still give my time to watching films, were the films where somebody had powers and he was displaying the power. Turn somebody to something and put him into a matchbox. Closing, I love that kind of thing. <laughs> Glory to God. All right. <laughs> so Jesus appeared while the doors were shut. And Jesus was not a ghost. He was not a ghost. The only thing that changed about Jesus at his resurrection was that he had lost his blood. He had no more blood. It, his blood had been drained on that cross that happened. So Jesus began to function. How does Jesus live today? Jesus lives by the power of the Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that you have. He doesn't live by blood. Although he's a man. Some of you don't know Jesus the man. Well, let's read it. It's right there. But they were terrified and affrighted and supposed that they had seen a ghost. Next verse. And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is high myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit that not flesh and bones, as he see me have. So he's telling them, I'm not a spirit, I'm not a ghost. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet, and why they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, Have you here any meat? Do you have any food? <laughs> and they gave him a piece of a broiled fish and of an honeycomb. Ah. And he took it and did eat before them. And I tell you, this is not the last time he ate before them. In the book of John, last chapter, the Bible reveals also that he ate there. He caught fish and lit fire and then um, he ate he told them come and eat okay these were all after his resurrection and he said unto them these are the words which i spoke unto you while i was yet with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the lord of moses and the prophet and the psalms and blah 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 but i wanted to show you there that jesus is not a ghost he's not a spirit jesus has his own body and that's why I've corrected many times. You cannot say, you know, we say that uh, Jesus is in me. Well, that's, that's right. But spiritually, that does not make sense because Jesus is not in you. He cannot be in you. He is a person, he's a man. He has his own body. You see that? He's not a spirit. The one that is in you is the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit in you makes the presence of Jesus and God real to you. It brings their presence into you and excuse me the presence of a person is the person do you understand in that sense but jesus the man is not in you he's in heaven you understand and that jesus cannot be everywhere at the same time if jesus were to be here right now and, and, and he's not going to be here except at second coming okay if he should be here right now that means he's not in heaven why he can only be in a place at the time but there is one of the godhead that does all of that it could be in any place at any time 
and that's the Holy Ghost. You must have wondered how sometimes, you know, um, you read a book and a man of God will say something like, you know, uh, Jesus appeared to me. He walked into my room. Okay. And then he started talking to me or with me on some things and says, so Jesus, I saw. Well, um, in reality, if Jesus should walk into your room and you see him in your room in this earth, the one you're seeing is not Jesus really, is the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, it will manifest me. It will take of mine. I show it to you. The Holy Spirit is one that manifests the Father. It manifests Jesus. So that's the Holy Ghost, but that's Jesus. Well, that's a big mystery, but that's why it's called the Godhead. What about Jesus? Jesus will never come down here until it's time for him to come again. And that will be at the second coming. He had been here before. He will not come until that time. Say hallelujah. Alright, that's important. That's very important. Sometimes it's good to know the details of some things. So that you not just be acting in ignorance. Uh, it's not that they won't work for you, but there's how far a lie will take you. <sighs> Glory. Okay, so, and then we, we talked about these, the features of this superman and the first one is that he is unlimited and the second one is that i've mentioned it before here today the second one is that he is what unbeatable and the third one is that he's death free my goodness powerful and this this real superman how is he ever going to function like he is as a christian born again you are a real superman. Do you ever know what it means to be a superman? This is one of the definitions from a dictionary. Talking about a superman. It says, a person of extraordinary or seemingly superhuman powers. So a superman is that one that has superhuman powers. Now, remember, this dictionary written by the people of the world. Okay, so they thought about it and they came up with the one you watch on TV. That Superman on TV. Okay, they said, um, well, he seemed to have um, superhuman powers. Do you know that they don't know? Those people don't know that Christians possess the superhuman powers? They don't know. In their mind, they just think Christianity is one of the religions. And shamefully enough, some of them that are Christians, they don't even think that they have any superhuman power. Because I think Christianity is a religion. We just come to church, you know. After for a while, we just worship, we sing gently, okay, so that we can behave holy. And after we are done, hallelujah. And then after that, we say, okay, bye-bye. Oh. And then we go. Until next Sunday again, we are back here. Just to fulfill, for my conscience sake. You understand? Just for my conscience sake. So it won't be like I'm not serving God. It won't be like I'm not going to church. No wonder they've said that they like to separate it. Um, my life, my social life, my religious life. You see, because they don't understand. And God desires that you so unite with him. You understand? You become one with him vitally that the whole world, they look at you and they see Jesus. You know, we talked about that yesterday. His desire is to produce 
many Jesuses on earth. Otherwise, he has failed in his mission. What, listen, whatsoever a man sweats, that will he reap. God sowed his son, Jesus Christ. What is he going to reap? Harvest of Jesus. But you cannot live that kind of life until you are taught Hosea chapter number 4 verse 6. You cannot live that kind of, you can't live the victorious life. That's the reason for teaching. That's why we are gathered here. So that you can be taught. So you know how to live it. My people, who's talking? God is talking. Read it, everybody. Read it. One to go. Hmm. Hmm. Sad, 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 sad. You know, the Bible says, Woe unto thee, O land, when thy king is a child. Gosh. The king is a babe. That's the one ruling you. We have so many of that in some fellowships, some churches. Their pastor is already, is a babe. He's a babe. And they think because, you know, the man is given the word of knowledge. There is some, on this side of this left side, there's somebody there. You came here with Apollo. Uh, there's somebody here, word of knowledge. No, that's not what makes a man mature. Listen to him, you know. Watch his life, you know. We are sorry, our pastor is, um, um, the man of God is very strong right now. And so, um, let's just support him. Let's support him in prayer. Like, you know, we are all human beings. Man of God has stressed himself so much, so he's now very strong. And, um, for those of you, brethren, that will join us to go and visit him in the hospital, we just want those that are spiritual, they come, your pastor. <laughs> if I were one of the members, I would run out of the place. This guy will not help me. Because he has not helped himself. What does the Bible say? Is there any sick among you? He says, let him call for the elders. The elders of the church. Who are the elders of the church that the Bible was referring to? Probably last week or last two weeks. I was talking to you about what they meant by elders in the Bible. In the New Testament. Refers to these leaders of groups. These leaders of churches. And these were pastors, actually. He says, if there is anyone that is sick among you, let him call for them. Now, pastor is in the hospital. So when somebody is sick, who are they going to call? You see that? Why would he say that they should call for the elders? Because in God's mind, an elder is not supposed to be sick. If he is sick, ah! Elder, you are not really elder. <laughs> Glory to God. So you see, when we talk like this, you know, didn't you just read that definition? Superhuman powers. How can somebody have a superhuman powers and you are falling sick like chicken? Any small thing. You <laughs> just my nature. My nature. What nature is that? The one who gave you that one? When you were born again, it meant that you were born of almighty God. His very nature was imparted into you. That's the nature you now carry. And that's why we are teaching. So that you will know it. Once you know it, we just said, I said, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. My people, who's talking? God is talking. He says his own people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. That destroyed them means they are crushed. Brought under. Brought below. Why? Because they don't have power. No. That's not what he says. For the lack of knowledge. They don't know. 
That's why they are destroyed. That's why they are crushed. Knowledge of what? Physics or biology? Emphatically no. Knowledge of the word of God. Then it says, because they rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. That's the word of God talking. Some don't have enough of this knowledge of the word, but they don't still have time to listen. They say, I, I, I'm so very busy. I don't have time to listen to messages. Some will have it on their phone, they will not listen. You say, do you have this message? Ah, I do. You bring out the phone, I do. I, which other one? That, that one. I have that one too. He has never listened though. I have it too. He just is piled up everywhere there. I have it too. And what about the secret of something? The secret of something. I think I have that. You see, that, that's all his life. I have it, I have it, I have it. He has never listened. And he wants to live the supernatural life. Uh-uh. Is the super life you live? <laughs> right, can you give me the second definition of what it means to be a superman? Mm -hmm. Look at these people. They are defining a superman. By the way, the word superman, etymology of words, is taken from superior and man. You understand? So superman is trying to say that a man that is superior to others and that's us say that to me come on <laughs> so they said <laughs> they, they, you know what they are trying to say this is not real so you can only imagine it and that's why they've imagined it and had some films so they say this superman we've never seen anybody like that before so he's an imagined superior type of human being representing a new stage of human development <laughs> No wonder the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. We belong in our own class. We are of different breeds. You and that guy in the same room, you're born again. That one is not born again. You may look alike. They may say, are you guys brothers? You look alike, so much alike. Uh-uh. The life inside of you is different. You are of your own breed. You understand? Different breed. Different species. That's where you belong in. So you are not like everybody else. The same thing should not get you down. That is getting that guy down. You are different. Otherwise, why are you born again? What does it mean to be born again? To be born again means that we will not sin anymore. Ah. Uh, you that you are born again. How many times have you been sinning? Since you've been born again, you have still been sinning. If that is it, that means you are not born again. And you say, yes, I accept I'm not born again again. That's why I come out every time to get born again again and again and again. <laughs> the first time you got born again, were you aborted? Uh, then you came back to get born again again and again and again. <laughs> Ignorance. All right. All right. Let me show you the next one. This one, I like it kind of. Uh, the third kind of definition. It says a strong, tough, or resistant man. I tell Christians, you must be tough on the inside. You must be strong. You you learn to be tough. The devil is playing around your home, playing around you. That thing you started feeling is small, small in your leg, small, small. Ah, this pain, okay. This pain. You are staying okay. You are overlooking it until the following days. Ah, the thing is now scratching me. What is going on? It's scratching me. You are scratching it. You are enjoying it. Christian, the third day. That's what the devil does. He doesn't like to stop. The third day, it will come heavier. Then this study, you want to put it down. You say, ah! Ah! 
you permitted it. The first time you notice, you spoke as a strong man inside. Talk to it right there. You say, get out in the name of Jesus. I'm like, what is the matter? Somebody say, what is the matter? What is it? It's not, didn't you just say he's only smart? Somebody say, ah, no place to the devil. If you say he's only just smart from small, it becomes, that's how some people have been in, they are in the hospital and they are still there. He started small yesterday. Yesterday, just said, you know, I was just sleeping and something just beat me. Pam, and I hit it. Now, the neck, now they are hanging. <laughs> something small. That's the devil's strategies. That's his style. But for the one that is a superman, you belong in another class. Nonsense like that. They don't, they don't come near you. As they come, even the devil, ah, this one is a tough guy. Yes, that's what we are talking about. Then he talks about resistant man. Have you ever heard that um, there is something that is resistant to sickness, to disease? In other words, every time that thing comes, that sickness comes to you, 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 you resist it. To the devil too. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. That's the superman. That's the real superman. <laughs> Say hallelujah. <laughs> now, yesterday, I was telling you about this transportation of the spirit and we just looked at one now, how Jesus was transported into that room without going through the walls, without going through the door. Jesus just showed up there. Why? Because it was necessary for him to show up there. If he had not and say, he's the master, they wouldn't have believed. They say, he's a lie. He's a juice. They want to use scope to come and catch us. So it was necessary. So Jesus showed up there without passing through anything, without knocking. He just showed up. And yet the Bible says he was not a ghost. And we read yesterday several places, different people that disappear and reappear. We, we saw that yesterday. I won't go back there. But um, in case you may want to doubt and say, that's because it's Jesus. There's a guy who did it after Jesus also. You want to see the guy? Let's look at him. He did it after Jesus. He said, I love God. If it was not possible, God would have stopped with Jesus and said, don't copy him. Oh. Just leave him. But the Bible reveals that there was someone else that did it after Jesus. Book of Acts. <laughs> glory, glory. Chapter number 8. Before I begin to enter some stuff now. From the 26th verse. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip. Saying, Arise, and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem, unto Gaza, which is desert. Okay. The angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all at Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Who had the charge of all at treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot. Read Esaias, the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither. He ran to him and heard him read the prophet Esaias and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? The man said, Of course, I don't understand. And Philip started explaining to him what the man was reading because the man was not born again. Okay? Now, Philip was born again and had the Holy Ghost. So understanding is granted him. Okay? Now let's skip. Go to 38. 
after this, Philip has preached to this guy. And he commanded the chariot. Now, Philip had preached to this guy. Then the man said, okay, now, what is stopping me from being baptized? See what are there. Okay? And he commanded the chariot to stand still. He said, okay, now, chariot. Philip said, why not? If you want to be baptized, be baptized. Because it came near water now. So, he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water. Both Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized him. Next verse. And when they were come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. Did you see that? Caught away Philip. That the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. You know yesterday I was telling you that all those that I showed you under the Old Testament, they were shadows of the real thing. There is nothing they did under the Old Testament that we cannot do. And even much more. Because this is the original with us. That is the shadow. Which one is real? The original. The image itself. So if Jesus did it, and Jesus is our example, and the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. Philip also. Because as you read on, you notice that Philip was found in another city. He was caught from here to somewhere else. Now you tell me, is it why you are now in trouble? You are about to be killed that you could not be transported of the Holy Ghost. That's why I told you yesterday, the Christian is unlimited. The problem is, your limitation is based on your faith and belief. If you believe in your heart that anything is possible, then that will be your life. Anything will be You believe in the supernatural life naturally. You won't understand the language of those other guys who say they are Christians, but they don't understand. They don't understand spiritual or supernatural things. Glory to God. You see, some of us, we are, why some, some others, their own struggle in their life is to come out of this sin. This sin problem is my problem. He's sin. He's always sin. That's what they are struggling with. We have gone beyond that. We are looking at how we can live the supernatural life more in this world. Because that must happen before Jesus comes. And we are closer to his coming. That's why this revelation, these ones are reserved for this end time. These last days. Things will happen. I mean, this world will marvel before we are taken out of here. They will marvel. They will say, what, what, what kind of men are these? You know, they were not used to this. The disciples of Jesus. When Jesus stood up and said, Hush! To that wind. That troubling wind. He said, Hush! And that thing hushed. They said, Ha! What manner of man is this? That even the wind and the waves obeyed him. Oh God. You think we are less? Ah. Well, pray in the Holy Ghost now before I go into that one. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on. It will enlarge your capacity. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Take it seriously. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Iba randa souza gira randa souvre entesi. Digo randa shogariata. Steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. 
trying to see if you're ready all right now i said the second features of this superman is that he is unbeatable and the second thing that god did was that god gave him his authority okay so this superman is unbeatable right and so we want to begin to look at that now all right now i remember that years ago several years ago before SKC started, I had a vision. I saw two demons that came up in front of me. Two demons they stood in front of me. One, both of them looked like monkeys actually. One had a tail, the other one didn't. And uh, one of them spoke up and said, don't teach the people about any authority don't tell them that they have any authority so i was looking then he said the other one was watching you know supporting what this first fool is saying you know and he said now nah, they look small they are not that big they're not the size of human beings they're just small like a small monkey and then he said they don't have any authority he says, see the one that has authority. Then he points this way, standing this way now, to the left. He pointed this way, and then, like a smoke screen came up. And a picture appeared. Now that picture looked like the picture of Jesus. But by the Spirit of God, I knew that that was a fake Jesus. He said, how will you know? You just know, it's a vision. So I knew that this is a false Jesus. This is not a real Jesus. Something that looks like Jesus. That picture was shown me. He says, that's the one that has the authority. Don't ever teach them that they have authority. And then right there I said, I want you to clear off now. They took off. Now that taught me something. Number one, he taught me several things. One of the first things he taught me is that one of the things I've been called to do is to teach people about the authority in Christ. Because what you are given to teach is what the devil will attack you on. You see? A Christian really has authority. You cannot continue living your life like this. Being a victim here and there. 
the day will come that you there will be no pastor that you approach. That you'll be led by yourself. There's only how far people can go with you. You are in that hospital. They came to visit you yesterday. The other day they came again. They've been bringing you pap. They thought it would soon come out. You are not coming out. And you think this thing will continue? The day will come that they won't show up again. The lady will start complaining to the children. Ah, the journey of that place is too long. The lady that has been bringing the pap. That journey is too long. It's my leg. I want to rest more today. Ah, even God knows I've tried. Then from there, gradually, she used to go every day. She turns it to three, three days. From there, it becomes once in a week. Then finally, fortnightly. Then finally, she doesn't even show up anymore. The woman will say, why have you not been coming? Oh, I'm sorry. You know now, you know how I used to come. Business just took over everything. I just got very busy. Listen to me. Even if it's a pastor that has this zeal of love and has been coming to visit you, the day will come that he will tell you, I have a lot of members to deal with. So the day will come that they will not be there for you. That's why you must not be a victim. Don't you understand? Something has gone wrong with your academics. You don't know how to deal with it. You're looking for something. <laughs> Somebody come and help me. What? How long will you continue like this? So as we are teaching you now, you better put your mind, put your spirit, so you can be grasping it. Because you will need this knowledge. The day will come that you need this knowledge. When the devil shows up in your room. Hmm. Tomorrow I will tell you some things. When the devil shows up in your room, how do you deal with it? How do you make him go? Will you now be saying in the middle of the night, where is the apostle's number? The devil is right in front of you. <laughs> How do I call him now? <laughs> no, just wait till I'll call my pastor for you. You will? He's not going to be looking at that. He's not going to be looking at you. So that's why yourself, no matter how anointed your pastor is, thank God for his life. But you, you come to a point in your life where you excuse yourself from those who will be relying on that anointing all the time. You have your own anointings on the inside of you. Put that one to work. That one can produce any result. It's not limited. And that's what we're teaching you. So when you're hearing a message like this, fix attention to say, the man is not, uh, I don't like all this guy. That's why this is three days of revelation and power. It's a different one. Here you'll be taught revelation, the truth. We won't come here and be saying, okay, now, brothers and sisters, you know, Jesus will heal you. He will heal you. And be making you happy. No! In this one, we'll tell you what you have to do. Glory to God. This superman is unbeatable. He's unbeatable. What does he mean? That means he cannot be overcome. He cannot be defeated. If it ever happens, he permitted it. You see that? Romans chapter number 8 verse 37. Romans 8 37. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. He doesn't say we are conquerors. He says we are more than conquerors. That's something greater than conquerors. That's the superman there. That's this description. He's more than a conqueror. That's this description of the superman. Okay. Let me show you another one. <laughs> First John chapter number 5. Reading from the fourth verse. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh, overcometh the world. 
the word overcometh there is a Greek word that means conquers. He always has the victory over the world. He's not to be conquered. He conquers the world. Overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Next verse. Now listen, he says anything that is born of God conquers the world. He's talking about this world. You are supposed to always conquer this world. The new thing that is flying now is Ebola. You are supposed to conquer it. Uh, it's COVID-19. You are supposed to conquer it. You see, it's a shame when a Christian also is in fear of what the world is in fear of. Hey, hey, what is the matter with you? Didn't you read it? That God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of you. What are they doing there? It's a shame. Somebody is not supposed to sneeze around you and say, oh, uh-uh. what is that? A Christian. Listen, that's why you need knowledge. Because you want to think, what, how, what will the thing infect? Just think. Who will catch it? Me, somebody say, no, you know, we are still in this body. Uh-huh, that's what I taught you yesterday. The Holy Spirit is supposed to affect your body. The reason why you have a problem is because, is because of your belief. You think of so many things. You've listened to so many things. You're always reading news. Read Bible. It's a lie. You won't read it. But news. You're always reading news. You read one news and you say, mm, mm. you turn again. Mm-mm-mm. That's this, this, the life you live daily. You like to go to those social media and look for the, those ones that give you news. And then you want to grow in faith. Ah. It's not fatal. You go in faithfulness. <laughs> Can you imagine? How dare you eat? It doesn't work like that. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. That's the one that is born again. The one that is born again believes that Jesus is the Son of God. And that's the one that conquers the world. But you will not live like it until you're ready to live like it. Say hallelujah. Alright now. Let's begin to fly. Now. The one who gave us his authority is Jesus. It's Jesus because he's the one that God gave the authority to. Do you know what God did? God gave Jesus his own authority. God gave Jesus. You know what it means when God made Jesus his right hand man? It means that God dedicated. He gave him all his authority, all his power. Everything has been given to Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's something. Just thinking about it. You want to pass out. <laughs> Is that real in the Bible? I'll show you now. Okay. All right. Now, um, Hebrews chapter number one, verse one. Let me just show you something. We want to begin to go into some deep stuff now. It says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manner spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, and in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all sins. Can we have this from the amplified version? Verse two. But in the last of these days, he has spoken to us in the person of a son, whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things. That's Jesus. Also by and through whom he created the words and the riches of space and the ages of time. He made, produced, built, operated, and arranged them in order. How? Through Jesus. Next verse. He is the sole expression of the glory of God. The light being. 
the outrain or radiance of the divine and he is the perfect imprint and very image of god's nature upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power when he had by offering himself accomplished our cleansing of sins you see that another day we'll talk about that our readers of guilt he sat down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high talking about jesus hmm. taking the place and a rank by which he himself became as much superior to angels brothers and sisters let nobody lie to you i once heard somebody teaching a lie and saying that when you want to give angels instruction you have to be careful no 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 sir we are seated together with christ we are superior to angels we are not in their level the man under the old testament is not superior to angels why because of what adam did adam fell and so everybody fell but when jesus came we are superior to angels you can stand in your room and say in the name of jesus christ angels go forth and cause the money to come <laughs> glory to god ah! you can stand in your room and say angels go in the name of jesus and cause the customers to come what is happening here today in this shop what's happening here you should be offended you get on your phone and you see your online business what's going on here nobody has visited all right now in the name of jesus angels go forth steer somebody steam 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 up this is our life where we live the supernatural life every day naturally it's just our normal way of life do you understand it's a normal way of life of that little witch that little witch to do some funny things in the house he can use his eyes, you know, to move the glass cup. You know, it's his natural way of life. When he's doing it, he's not feeling like, ah, no, 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 no. That's his natural way. He's having fun out of it. What about you? It should be your natural way of life. <laughs> A demon came into your room and said, Yakiti, yaki, yakiti, yaki, in your room. And you say, hey, go out in the name of Jesus. Go out in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Then he finally went. After he's gone, you will rejoice. You won't let us rest. Ah, a demon came to my room. I was there. Something that should be your natural way of life. A demon came into your room and he's jumping. You want to say, Are you crazy? Get out. It's your normal way of life. You know how to deal with them. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, instead of, you know, right away, you begin to wear suits. A demon came to your room. You cried, cried, it didn't let. You have become a pastor. You begin to teach others. Brothers and sisters. <laughs> Having to sin, you've not read or watched pastors that they say they carry. Something has happened to them. They are paralyzed. What happened? The guy was casting out a demon. After he now casted out the demon, he went to sleep. The demon said, you've done your own during the day. I'm here for you this night. <laughs> he thought because he did it that time, then, you know, so he doesn't have the revelation in his spirit. Glory to God. Alright now, let me show you. Colossians chapter number. Now, this is Jesus that gave us his authority. I just wanted you to see his level. His level. This is his level. 
as far as earth is concerned hell is concerned there is one man to whom everything belongs and everything is subject his name is jesus at that name every knee bows because that's the name of god conferred on him that name carries all the power that they could ever be for eternity that name carries that power and everything was conferred on jesus you ought to say well i'm happy for you jesus really okay let's read now from the 12th verse and i want us to read this from the amplified giving thanks to the father who has qualified and made us fit to share the portion which is the inheritance of the saints god's holy people in the light <laughs> that's beautiful the father has delivered and drawn us to himself out of the control and the dominion of darkness is this not in the bible what is what's the matter with some christians can't you see this in the bible that god look at it he says the father has delivered and drawn us to himself that's why i love god when god delivers you he brings you into something he doesn't leave you hanging he draw, he delivered us and drawn us to himself out of the control and the dominion of darkness what do you mean darkness everything that is of evil satan demons he says we have been drawn to god out of the control he used to be the one controlling all of us if you're not born again that's the one controlling your life or if you're born again and you don't know who you are or if you're born again and then you're carnal this is the controller of your life you are just the one permitting him in reality he has drawn us to himself out of the control and the dominion of darkness he's not supposed to dominate you anymore anything called darkness poverty lack sickness is not permitted failure is not allowed to dominate you you've been rescued out of that and has transferred us into the kingdom of the son of his love the kingdom of his son of his love means the rulership of jesus that's where we, we are under his rulership now not under the rulership of demons okay you say yes why why is that demon still pressing you at night when you sleep you see yourself in whom we have our redemption through his blood which means the forgiveness of our sins now he is the exact likeness of the unseen god the visible representation of the invisible he's talking about jesus uh, talking about jesus he is the firstborn of all creation for it was in him that all things were created in heaven and on earth things seen and things unseen whether thrones whether dominions whether rulers or authorities all things were created and exist through him by his service intervention and in and for him i mean this man is all in all next verse and he himself existed before all things and in him all things consist cohere and are held together in jesus he also is the head of his body the church you know the other day you know these three days of revolution power i told you i can see anything you know the other day i was correcting something on one of the services here on sunday whether the second service or so i was correcting something when we're reading the book of revelation and i was correcting how they have said 
the church is the bride of Christ. And we even say it, you know, God, Jesus is coming to take his bride. Which bride? And we saw it that day from the book of Revelation that what the Bible refers to as the bride of Christ is not the church. The church is his body, not his bride. The body of Jesus is not a female. Why his head is now male? I don't have the time. I would have taken you through scriptures. The thing is very simple. You say, then how do we get all these complications and all these contradictions? Very simple. I'll tell you how. I'll tell you. Somebody will start it. After the person starts it, and because this person is well known and respected, others will not find out. They will take it and begin to teach others. That's how we get to all these things that we are hearing. For instance, one man of God stood in front of the congregation one day and was teaching them that they need to respect the devil. A great man of God, I wrote it in books. I said, yes, it's true that God has defeated the devil, but we still need to respect him. Very contradictory. Jesus never respected the devil. And he never asked us to, according to Jesus, the least in the kingdom can cast out devils. Is that respectful? Come on. That, that doesn't sound respectful. He says, in my name, shall they cast out devils? And the word cast there, the Greek word, when you translate it, means to throw, to kick out. Is that respectful? Somebody you are kicking out. Where did this man of God get it from? Yeah, he got it from one revelation that he had. Ah. And that thing was spreading. It's good to look in the word for yourself. So you see, that's the same way that other one too came up. That they've called everybody, the church is the bride of Christ. Why? Because Paul was trying to compare something. The woman and the man and the bride, something like that. And then so they said the church is the bride of Christ. Oh no, emphatically no. But it's not today's talk. Glory to God. All right now. Ah. <laughs> He also is the head of his body, the church, seeing he is the beginning, the firstborn from among the dead, so that he alone, in everything and in every respect, might occupy the chief place, stand first, and be preeminent. For it has pleased the Father that all divine fullness, the sum total of divine perfection, powers, and attributes should dwell in Jesus permanently. In other words, tomorrow, God will not change his mind and say, oh, it's enough, let's now transfer. No! Permanently. Next verse. And God proposed. Let me leave this. Go to Ephesians. Let's enter Ephesians. Are you ready for this? Ephesians chapter number one. Let's begin reading from the 17th verse. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into mysteries and secrets. This was what God granted me that day in my room. At night, somewhere into the middle of the night, somewhere. And I sat studying. I had meditated so much on the word as a student. And all of a sudden, something happened. My whole being became still. I couldn't turn this way or this way. I wanted to. I couldn't just do it. I was wondering what's going on. Couldn't blink my eyes. 
at this time, my eyes were getting full with tears. And then I knew somebody was coming behind me. Because now I was back in the door. This is my table. Back in the door. Somebody was coming behind me. Who was it? The door was shut. And then came. I'll never forget it. And placed that hand on my head. It became heavy. And said these words. I have given you understanding. Of the things of the kingdom. And since that day. <laughs> that's called an encounter brother. It's an encounter. Things like this. Some people get. They struggle to understand. I don't struggle to understand things like this. All the glory to God. <laughs> glory to God. <laughs> so when you're teaching like this, somebody, oh no, 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 is it not heresy? Excuse me. Let me tell you what heresy is. Anything that shows you the greatness of God, even more than you have seen before, can never be called heresy. Heresy does not tell you how great God is. It doesn't. It limits God some way. You see that? The true word of God should point the light to you. The greatness of God that you've never seen before. It will show you more about it. That's what is called revelation. Where you see God bigger than what you thought. What you have thought in the past. That's revelation. So anyone that is teaching you something that is not in that line, you can see that's heresy. But if somebody is telling you God is big enough, I mean to carry all of us from here now with this house up, and then you say, ah, uh-uh, you see yourself, you are limiting God in your mind. Jesus said something. Jesus said, if you believe in your heart, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you will tell this mountain, he was telling his disciples, you will tell this mountain to move from here, there. He was talking to, a, he was talking about a physical mountain. Some people said, no, he's not talking about a physical mountain. He's talking about the mountain of your challenges. Shut up. You are having something. Jesus said, you will tell this mountain. Is that possible? All right. If it's not possible, how come he spoke to the tree? If he had not done it, you see, in your mind, you just think God is small. I, I, I believe God can do it. God can do it. But he will not do it. What does that mean? No, what does that mean? If he had never spoken to that fig tree that day, and Jesus had said, I tell you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can tell this tree to die, and it will die. They would have said, hmm, spiritual tree. Challenges. <laughs> but he spoke to a physical tree. And that tree responded. The guy may, may be a preacher, but he still has reservations about God. Why? His personal experiences. He has had God for, asked God for some money. And to him, that money is too big, and the money did not come on time. So he said, you know, God can do it. It's not that God cannot do it. So some of you, you think God is a magician. What are you trying to say? God is bigger than a magician. Bigger. Instead of you to build your mind, build your spirit to accept his greatness to the full, you are using scope. You are limiting it. He said, oh, God can do it too. But he will not. <laughs> you must be joking. <laughs> oh well. Insight into mysteries and secrets. In the deep and intimate knowledge of him. Make sure you get to this level in your life. You can even pray that prayer for yourself. By having the eyes of your heart flooded with light. So that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you. He wants you to understand the hope to which he has called you. 
And that's, that's what we've been sharing now. <laughs> and our which is his glorious inheritance in the saints is set apart once. One of, the, uh, one of his glorious inheritance in you is the Holy Ghost. What about the life of God in you? He wants you to understand how rich. Next verse. And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in you and for you who believe as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength. I'm just trying to hold myself. I'm trying to hold myself here because this is not really where I'm taking you. But that scripture we just read now is talking about please open your eyes, see this thing it says and so that you can know and understand the Greek word there, I do that's the Greek it means to become aware he wants you to become aware what is the immeasurable he's describing something the unlimited and surpassing greatness what is he talking about? Power. He says that power that is immeasurable, is unlimited, and is surpassing greatness. He says that power is inside you. You say, ah, ah, he's a liar. I don't believe it. He says that's what you have in you. Now listen to me. If that's just what you have, if, if it's just inside you, is enough revelation. Didn't you read it? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Brothers and sisters, I want to tell you something. That scripture in reality, is for babes. It's for babes. You know, there are some things that are junior, but we still say them generally. Anyhow, is accepted, but it's for babes. When you come up with your work, in your work with God, you go beyond greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You move to another level. You yourself, you have become greater than the one that is in the world. Isn't this, let me show you. Okay. Maybe we should pause here. Somebody saying, ah, what kind of revelation? Like, even our fathers have been saying greater is it. Let me show you. Let, let me just show it. First John chapter number, number four. Verse four. Four, four. Now read it. Read it. Little. Oh, out loud. Little. So who is he talking to? Little children. Is that little children? You are of God. Go to King James, the one that is popular, that we can quote easily. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. This is the revelation that little children can understand. He said, greater is he that is in Do you know that even as that revelation is not it, some people are still struggling to understand it. They are still afraid. Greater is he. He's talking about the Spirit of God in you. He says that one inside of you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He's talking to little children. He's saying, what, is, what do you mean? It's not all of us that are little children. Really? First John chapter number 2 verse 12. Let's begin reading from verse 12. Now, don't miss this one now. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers. Can you see the second group? There are those called little children. There are those called fathers in the kingdom of God. It says, because you have known him that he is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men. That's another class. These are the three classes. We have the fathers, the young men, which you can also call adolescents, and then you have the little children. You see that? The little children are these ones that have not really grown. 
They are called babes, nepios. Then you have the adolescent. These ones have grown to an extent. If you read it further, it will tell you some of the things. For instance, he's talking about, he's teaching the young men to understand. He says, these young men, they know that they have overcome the wicked one. That's their own level. Then he's talking about fathers. So when he says, greater is he that is in you, he's talking to the little children. Did I say you should stop using that? I'm not saying so. I'm just showing you truth. It's called greater truth. Do you understand? Greater revelation. Now what I just said now, you see it shortly. You are greater than the one that is in the world. The one that is in the world is Satan, actually. So he's still trying to look inward and say, the one inside of me is greater than you, is greater than you. Uh Uh-uh. I am greater than you. Get out of here in Jesus' name. Don't worry. Relax. Go back to where we were reading. Ephesians. Back to Ephesians. There are a lot of things in the Bible, honestly. A lot of things. You wonder where... All those other people that were reading it. What were they seeing when they were reading? I mean, somebody will read something like this. And we'll be reading it gently. And he will read it. May God bless the reading of his word. Amen. It's going. Ah! Revelation! Hey! This is what they call shouting scriptures. You are reading it. You are shouting. You are just shouting. Immeasurable. Ah! So passing. So what is the matter with the guy? Surpassing ah! <laughs> greatness of his power in. Alright, in. And for. Not only is the power inside you, that power is also backing you up. If God be for us, who can be against us? That power is for you. So why the power is working on the inside is working with you. I will never be limited in the name of Jesus. Jesus has demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength. We've not even entered some real things. Let's go on. Which he exalted in Christ when he raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named. Above every title that can be conferred. He says, the person that is giving me a problem, is that professor? That's the title. Jesus is above it. You, you don't understand. Uh, well, what, what, what is troubling me is that, is that this sickle cell, that's the title. Not only in this age. This thing was conferred on him, not only in this age. And in this world. But also in the age and in the world which are to come. Next verse. And he has put all things brothers and sisters please what's the meaning of all things all things is what all things and has put all things under his feet and has appointed him the universal and supreme head of the church a headship exercise through the church wait yeah ah, glory. oh glory to god i needed to shout like that i needed so i can use myself put it back there i want to show you something that you didn't see Oh, he said that Jesus, God has put all things under his feet and has appointed him the universal and supreme head of the church. Then he says, this headship, this authority is exercised throughout the church. Which means that the least in the church can exercise this. Alright, next verse. Next verse which is his body 
It's so that they won't deceive you. They won't say it's only the apostles and the prophet that can exercise this. Says the least. Which is his body? The church. Which is his body? The fullness of him who fills all in all. For in that body lives the full measure of him who makes everything complete and who fills everything everywhere with himself. Alright, next verse. And you. Wait. He, he just finished talking about Jesus. So we just celebrated Jesus now. Wow! Then he moves to another chapter and begins to talk about you. You know, when you read the scriptures, you read where the Bible talks about God, where it talks about Jesus, where it talks about the Holy Spirit. He even talks about Satan and human beings. But then, when it begins to talk about the new creation, you need to pay extra attention. Because that's you. Uh -huh. We want to know what he's saying about you now. Oh, Sagira Handa, Sofra in the seeker heart. And you, he made alive. When you were dead, slain by your trespasses and sins. If you're still struggling with sins, you don't know this scripture. In whom at one time, you walked habitually. You were following the cause and fashion of this world. We are under the sway of the tendency of this present age. Following the prince of the power of the head, that's the devil. You were obedient to and under the control of the demon spirits. That still constantly works in the sons of disobedience. You see, if you're sinning, going to the clubs, running after them ladies, having sexual something that you're not supposed to have, you are obeying, you are obeying this guy, the devil. That's what he's telling you. You tell lies and you do all of those. You are obeying him. Stop obeying him. Okay. He says, the sons of disobedience, the sons of disobedience refer to unbelievers. The careless, the rebellious, and the unbelieving who go against the purposes of God. Don't live your life like them. Among these, we as well as you once lived and conducted ourselves in the passions of our flesh. Some people always yield to their flesh. You see, move out of that level. Our behavior governed by our corrupt and sensual nature. Obeying the impulses of the flesh and the thoughts of the mind. Our cravings dictated by our senses and our dark imaginings. You know, he's talking about that old man. Hey, we were then by nature children of God's wrath and heirs of his indignation like the rest of mankind. All right. But God so rich is he in his mercy because of and in order to satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love with which he loved us. Because you're wondering why is God doing all this for us? He's telling you the reason. It's not about what you did or what you didn't do. It's not about what you're doing now, what you're not doing right. Okay? It's because of his love. Okay? Even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. He gave us the very life. Hey! Wait! Yeah! Glory to God! Oh, wait! 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 He gave us the very life of Christ. You know, we're talking about Jesus being transported by the help of the Holy Ghost. Do you know Jesus does not live by blood now? He lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because of the life. He's telling you that the very life, that same life, not a different one, not something that is superior to what he has. He says that very life is what he has given us. Listen, if you don't believe this, then don't believe that you are born again. Because the same Bible that reveals to us 
that you are born again by confessing Jesus is the same one that is saying this one. So if this one is a lie, that one also is a lie. <laughs> he gave us the very life of Christ himself. The same new life with which he made him alive. That's what quickened there. When Jesus was raised from the dead, he was given that new life. He was made alive by that new life. He was dead. Jesus was dead, but that new life brought him back to life. How much more? You say something is wrong in your body, sickness. Don't you understand? If that life could raise somebody that is dead, what about you? It is by grace. So that some of us will not say it's because we are fasting very well and we are praying. Uh uh. He says, No. It's by grace. It's favor and mercy which you did not deserve. You see? You know, some people like to talk us down. We are all sinners saved by grace. Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. By the grace of God, I'm a sinner saved by grace. A Christian, shame on you. How can you still be a sinner? Saved by grace. Because the guy is trying to be humble. I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm a sinner. He's not wondering why he's struggling with sin. I'm a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner. I'm a sinner saved by grace. That you're saved. Delivered from judgment. See, I've been delivered from judgment. <laughs> oh, do I have people here tonight? Look at the next thing. And made partakers of Christ's salvation. Sharers of his salvation. Uh, well, please, let me leave that. And he raised us up together with him and made us, yeah, made us sit down together, giving us joint seating. Somebody say hallelujah. Oh, oh. May the Lord open your spirit to catch this. Ah. Glory to God. We have a joint seating. With who? With this Jesus. In other words, uh, we are sharing a seat. And you know what that means? It means that we are sharing his authority. That's what it means. Because where is he seated? At the right hand of God. And that's where we are seated now. Let me tell you. Listen to this. The very things that Jesus cannot do. The very things that Jesus does not have the ability to do. We don't have the ability to do it. But the very things that Jesus has the ability to do. In his name given to us. We can do the same thing. Shout hallelujah. Yeah. Glory. Ah. I will never be defeated in my life. You know, these are the very things that when I sit down in my room, most especially at midnight, I'm studying them. I'm vibrating. Sometimes with tears. I'm rejoicing. Who, who, who will I tell? Who will I tell? Who will I yeah? Who will I tell? You know, by myself. That's what you're seeing there.
a religious mind will never teach you this. When you talk like this, they stop. You're making yourself Jesus. I'm not making my. He made me Jesus. He made me Jesus. Hey! Hey! He made me that. I didn't make myself. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Giga rando sobrehendo ziga hanta. Your life is not a life of defeat. You are more than a conqueror. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You are greater than that devil in the world. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Jega rando sobrehendo ziga handa. Rando souza gira carabonga vavavó sobreheti. Iba rando sobreheti ziga rabachata baha. Zega rando robrabaste gira chagarabahati. Zera tarabachacarabarante vevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevevev
Thank you and God bless you.